Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Global News has been given exclusive access on board HMCS Montreal. That is where we find Global News reporter Mackenzie Gray joining us. Mackenzie, let's start. There is some really dramatic video of a Chinese ship almost hitting an American destroyer. Talk to us about what happened. Well, it was a very tense moment. Uh, the Canadian and U.S. ship, U.S. Chung-Hoon, uh, were transiting through the Taiwan Strait. And they'd been together for a couple of days. We'd been in the South China Sea and, and coming in that direction. Uh, and we've been shadowed by Chinese ships basically the entire time we've been out. But as soon as we got into the Taiwan Strait, the Chinese ships became much more aggressive, came substantially closer to both the American ship and the Canadian ship that I'm on right now, HMCS Montreal. Uh, and at one point, we saw this Chinese ship absolutely go full steam ahead, right across the bow, the front of the ship. Uh, and we got exclusive video of that. Today, the Americans put out their own video that they had in front of the ship and you can see how close it is it's about 150 yards that's what the commander of the hmcs Montreal, who i spoke to pretty much immediately following that incident told us it was you heard that over the radio and and for a lot of folks i've been thinking well 150 yards you know it's a football field and a half that's a lot commander of the montreal says look these are big warships going extremely fast these are hard to stop in the high seas that is way too close and a collision nearly could have happened in that situation so it was very dramatic to see that happen, and we've seen a lot of fallout subsequently from the video that we've got and from what the Chinese did in that situation. That must have been also very dramatic, being on uh, the, the Montreal. Like you said, even though it might sound like it's a, a bit of a distance, being that close and being actually there, that must have been, those must have been some very tense moments. Yeah, we we weren't uh, that close to it. We were a little, we were further away, and, and for anyone who's seen the footage that we've had, uh, you know, we really couldn't tell uh, how close it was or if there was actually a collision. It was that uh, intense in that moment in time. And the commander of the ship, the, the Montreal, basically the exact same view as us. He can hear over the radio, but he spoke after with us about how the Chinese, one of the Chinese ships basically did the same starting maneuver going towards the Montreal and they radioed over to him. And he knew what he needed to do in that situation was slow down to avoid a collision which is the same thing the American ship did. The Canadian commander told us the American ship slowed by down 10 knots, which is a substantial amount, to avoid that collision happening, uh, which was very, very dramatic. I had interviewed the commander of the Montreal here in advance of us going in for some stories that we were doing for Global National. And he basically said, look, I don't think this is going to be uh, a lot going on. I think it's going to be anticlimactic and there's not going to be a lot that happens. The Chinese will follow us that there won't be anything big uh, that'll happen, but... Uh, he admitted to us after that he was wrong in a substantial uh, international incident took place. This idea, too, of, of the provocation and that certainly it was not an accident. This was very much an intentional move. Yeah, the, the Canadian commander said that to us in the interview we had with him, saying that, look, the, the Chinese Navy and the Chinese military is very structured. The idea that there is going to be some general that goes rogue and cuts in front of this American ship without this moving up the chain uh, is not is very unlikely. Uh, and. These kind of provocations we've seen from the Chinese uh, a few days ago, uh, there was a, a jet, a uh, Chinese jet in the South China Sea when an American jet was going, caused them 
uh, had the, the uh, American jet had a lot of turbulence issues. So we've been seeing these uh, stepping ups of uh, kind of uh, provocations in a sense to steal the word from the Chinese uh, by them doing different military things in the South China Sea uh, when allied countries have been moving through this area. So uh, it's a very tense time and it was very tense for us to see this moment, but uh, everything here in the Montreal was okay and they were not in the same situation that the Americans were and have stated that the interactions that the Chinese have had with the Canadian ship have been professional throughout our time in this region. And what has it been like? Uh, I mean, you've uh, highlighted a couple of pretty dramatic uh, scenes uh, and what you've witnessed there, but uh, for your 11 days so far on HMCS Montreal, uh, what have been some of the other standout moments for you? Uh, well, we were able to get up into the cyclone helicopter. So this ship, we're, I'm talking right now on the flight deck in Montreal, which is normally where the plane takes on and off, but it's pitch black, so this is in the time that the helicopter would normally do that. But we got to go up in it, get some great shots of the ship, fly around, and I actually rappelled down from the helicopter too, which was very exciting. Uh, but, you know, right now the Canadian Armed Forces broadly, and the Navy is no exception to this, are going through a big recruitment crisis. The Navy has actually uh, recently put forward a new plan, which basically allows anyone to sign up for the Navy for a year, uh, which is well, uh, was basically unheard of. Normally you had to sign up for three years before. The Canadian Armed Forces writ, writ large, they've said they need 16,000 new recruits to be able to basically do the things that they want to do. I've, I've talked with all kinds of folks on the ship here, and they say, we're getting new ships, but the problem is getting people to be able to come on them to do the jobs. And many of them are highly specialized and require specific skills. So uh, that's a very interesting thing to talk about. A lot of folks hear about the issues with recruitment and what's going on in the Canadian Armed Forces. But another key thing is when you think about, you know, a lot of people think about the Canadian Armed Forces uh, in the last couple of years, it's been about sexual misconduct and other issues here. The senior leadership that I've spoken with, and I've had the opportunity to speak to them at length over uh, many different days, uh, at least on this ship, take making a positive and inclusive work environment, something that they're very dedicated and committed to. Uh, and it was very interesting to hear their views and making sure that that is not something, you know, the previous issues that a lot of people have heard about, about the Canadian Armed Forces. They do not want that issue to be something that goes on here. Uh, and it's been a very professional crew in dealing with very tense situations like we saw in the Taiwan Strait. Uh, Mackenzie, what's next for you? Uh, we are on the ship for about 12 more hours. We are going to what will be our final destination, our team here, Okinawa, Japan. Uh, I get off there and then come back to Canada. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking uh, the time out of your schedule uh, to talk with us this morning. Appreciate it uh, and uh, stay safe and have a great rest uh, of your journey there. Thanks a lot, Joe.